Hey, it's Ale. I appreciate you listening to the show. We talk a lot about the one-page strategic plan. It's the fastest, most effective business plan that we've developed for our clients. I'm making the full toolkit available to you for free. You get a video course, workbook, and strategic plan template. Visit lawfirmsuccessgroup.com and click the Get My Business Plan button to get it at no charge. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Terry Leone, the owner of Leone Law. Terry, how are you doing today? I'm great, LA. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks so much for joining the podcast. I've been looking forward to having you on as a guest for a while. So glad we were finally able to make it happen. We've known each other for, I think, a few years now. But yeah, um, yeah for the benefit of our listeners, though, tell them a little bit about Leone Law and what you do. Sure. I'm very excited to be on the podcast, I should say. I'm a long time listener. It's great. And I tell everyone, my you know lawyer colleagues and friends about this, you have such great guests. So I am really honored that you asked me, but a bit about me and my practice. So I like to say that I have a full service labor and employment firm. One of my other favorite taglines tag is labor lawyer lioness. My last name, Terry Leone or from Leone Law means uh, lion or lioness in Italian. So I liked uh, putting that all together. And it's a good way for people to remember me because our primary focus is on employees. We specialize and have a few niche practices. And of course, we handle plaintiff's work. So harassment, discrimination, retaliation, but a large part of what we do is workplace investigations. So defending the employee, witnesses, victims, and then some niche practices, public employees and unions where we handle discipline, arbitration, grievances, severance agreements, and executive packages. And also another niche practice is professional licensing. So there's over 50 licensing entities in California. So if you find that you have some trouble with your license, let's say even lawyers, medical professionals, you know, nurses, doctors, anything like that, we handle that as well because it often impacts your employment. We have a few other areas of practice, but that is you know sort of our mainstay and what we work on from day in and day out. Wow, that is quite a breadth of practice areas. And the yes. silver thread that, that lines it all together is you represent employees through a lot of these challenges and a lot of these challenging times. And in California, you must have a lot of clients coming to you for potential legal matters. Tell us a little bit about how you got started in, in Leone Law. Sure. I think I have a different career path than probably a lot of lawyers and a lot of solo practitioners. So I started off thinking I would never do trial work. I'd never work in criminal law and then completely fell in love with it at in law school. So I started off as a DA, a local DA. I loved it. It was always different, something new. I really loved fighting for victims. And strangely enough, at the time, I loved kind of the high stress, the adversarial system, and it was so much fun. 
you know, there came a time where that high stress and that adversarial system wasn't as fun anymore. And it was a really hard decision, but I decided to pivot to a boutique law firm that primarily represented public safety. I always say, oh, I would never go back into a private law firm, but there I was. So a lot of police, fire, district attorneys, probation, and some other public employees who like the DA's office, every day was different. You know, it was really challenging, new employment work, licensing work, criminal defense. It was really fun. And I had done, but I'd done so much in that space. I thought it was time to move on. And that again was a really hard decision. I went from something, you know, really comfortable, you know, people that I loved, work that I was really good at, and, you know, a safe benefits, a salary, all that good stuff and decided ah, maybe I'll try my hand at something different after, you know, about seven, seven and a half years. And I went to be in the in-house counsel for a large multi-state union and realized it wasn't the right fit for me and it wasn't really what I was looking for. So as hard as this was, I've been working since I was probably 12 years old, I took some time off. I call it my sabbatical to think about what I wanted and really what I needed in a career. You know, I interviewed a few places. I, I say I stewed on some things. I traveled a lot. And then a friend of mine said, Hey, you know, you've been taking some time off for a bit. I need some help figure out a name, get an email, get some malpractice, and you can help me out for a bit. And that is how Leone Law started. I got wow. you know, just a, a Gmail account, a part-time malpractice. I had zero clients when I started, and I really didn't plan to do this. It was really organic. And it has turned into something, what I think is a pretty successful firm. I'm going on five years now. I have a lot of independence, a lot of freedom, and a lot of fun. I get to really work on things that I enjoy. And like you said, there's a lot going on, which you can see from you know my DA times and is working at the former law firm, that I really like to have a very practice and I have worked statewide now. So I, I started from nothing and it's been really fun and interesting and hard to build where I am. Terry, so I congr think, yeah, congratulations. You. That's been a heck of a five years and uh, just uh, seeing how you've, how you've grown your firm over such a short period of time and grown it on your own terms, which we're going to talk more about later on is really impressive. So congrats. Thank you. Yeah, I just like to, you know, you don't need a lot to pursue your passion and what you're meant, what you're meant to do. So I want to take you back to something you mentioned earlier, which I think is really, really crucial for our listeners. I think we're on episode 35, 40, something like that. I don't know, but it's never come up before and you brought it up and I want to talk more about it. And that is this idea of taking a sabbatical. So tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about why you decided to take the sabbatical and what your kind of goal or plan for that was. Well, I can tell you one thing. I don't think I really had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's the plan, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So like I said, I've been working since I was uh, 
you know, 12, 14 years old. And like a lot of attorneys were A types, we're always pushing. And, you know, working at for public safety, I was on call a lot. I'd get midnight call outs, 2 a.m. call outs. I felt like I hadn't slept in seven years. It was a very high stress situation. Again, I, I loved doing it, but I'd been working for a long time. And I think part of, you know, moving from that place of comfort to trying something new and realizing it didn't quite fit out, work out, felt a bit like a failure. So I had, I took some time off to say, to, I think, get over some PTSD, but take a breath and really think, was this a failure or is this something that I can build on? What do I really want? And so I took three, four months to really think about what I want, took a lot of notes, kind of journal about what I want in my future and what I want in, you know, in, in my business, in a business or in my, I guess I didn't have a business then, but in a, a practice and in a legal career, I think sitting down and having the opportunity to, think about that and really be able to focus on it. Help me get to where I am today. That is such a cool story, Terry. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You know, I, when I work with my clients as you know, when we're working on business coaching, law firm growth type stuff, it's really intentional. It's about setting a vision and building towards that vision or setting goals and, and doing the things to achieve those goals. It's all very intentional. And sometimes what gets lost in that is just this idea of stepping away and just opening yourself up to opportunities and having the courage to look at those opportunities and take advantage of them, which brings me to the next point. You were opportunistic. A potential client came to you. You said, sure why not let me go help you out but then terry you could have very easily gone back to you know either your sabbatical or going back and looking for another position a law firm or a company but you stuck with your own firm and what was it that helped you decide to stay with your own firm and to really build leone law for the long term oh good question some days i wonder that myself but <laughs> <laughs> no, i think i really liked the independence of it and building, you know, especially in the beginning. And even now, when I get a new client, it's really gratifying and knowing I can help them. And I really, I get to look into different areas of law, different practice areas. Sometimes I call it research. I've tried some areas and I realize, you know, maybe that's not for me, but I think that's what it is. Sort of this idea of building, doing it on, like you said, on my terms and having the the freedom and the independence to do those things that I am really passionate about. And I've realized there's some things that I'm, that I'm good at that I didn't necessarily have the opportunity to sort of focus on or spread my wings, you know, building new practice areas, networking, helping other people, other women who want to go out on their own has been really fun you know, that, that marketing aspect of it has, you know, a lot of people don't like that. And it's really fun for me to, to build and grow in different ways. And you're really good at it. You're well, thank uh, you. <laughs> a natural and you work at both biz dev and marketing and the results show and they speak for themselves, which is really cool. And as you're, as you were building Leone law, I know something that's on the minds of a lot of people is this idea of financial stability is oftentimes a big thing holding them back from leaving a firm and opening up their own shingle. Um, and so 
as you reflect back on your experience, the early days of, of forming Leonie Walk and dealing with maybe some financial challenges or not, I would just love to hear your experience there in those early days and how you push through that. Sure. Yeah. I, I tried to start out really lean. You know, again, I started with zero clients and it was sort of, I would say some scraps from other people, you know, other clients that I, I had in the past and I thought, I am not going to get into a lease, you know, have expensive employees. I'm going to test this out and see for if it works for a year. Let's see what I can do, you know, starting potentially to meet some clients in Starbucks, as uncomfortable as that can be. Um, making sure that I, I didn't need a lot of capital. So for me, that was really important. Some people want that big office or they want to have a big infrastructure. I didn't need that and I didn't want that. What I worked on was building more of my relationships. I would sit at restaurants or I would sit you know, at the library, like I said, sort of journaling. Okay, who am I going to reach out to today? Who are my contacts? And I ended up making a lot of wonderful contacts. And that was the idea of sort of being fearless and following up. If someone doesn't get back to me, I'll follow up with them again, you know, send them an email, give them a call. But that was my goal to let everyone know as many people as I possibly could to have sort of one-on-one -on -one reach outs that I've opened up my own firm. I've started, how can I help you? And how can you help me? That was really what I focused on initially. Very cool. Thank you for sharing that with us. Because I think that is something that holds people back oftentimes is the uncertainty around, okay, how am I going to make ends meet? And your advice about running really lean, if, and this is for the attorney entrepreneurs that are out there, if you're someone who's starting your firm and you don't have a lot socked away that you can invest in your firm, you can do what Terry did and just start from your office, right? That's one of the benefits of, uh, I said, start from your office. I meant start from your home. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm doing this from my home office, but yeah, exactly. you can start it's, from your home. <laughs> it's so much easier now, now that we're on Zoom, you know, you can meet clients that way. I think it, you know, the pandemic has definitely changed and made it easier, you know, without all that infrastructure, without needing a law firm. You know, I had part-time malpractice insurance through the state bar, which was really inexpensive. So it was things like that, that I was intentional about running lean to see, okay, can I do this? Or do I want to do this? And I found out not only did I want to do it, but I thought I was pretty good at it. Yeah. And the other thing that resonated with me is that you said, I'm going to give it a year. I'm going to go all in for a year and let's see what happens because you knew that if things didn't work out, it wasn't the end of the world. <laughs> These decisions can be changed and you can go back and, and get a job or join a firm. It's totally doable. And now I'd like for you to share the other side of that coin, the really wonderful things about owning your own firm. You mentioned you have more freedom, more flexibility now. Tell us more about what are the great things about owning your own firm? Oh, there are lots. I mean, I enjoy as, as hard as it is. I do enjoy working for myself. My highlights, my, you know, the things that go well, I really take pride in. And it has, it's sort of the fruits of my labor. It's my baby. And building this, it's been really, like I said, really fun, really interesting. And I like the freedom to pursue the areas that I want. And then, like I said, it really is mine. And I, if I decide tomorrow that I want to pivot into a new area, I can do that. And I can really make 
my practice and my business, my own, you know, working at different times or working at home, pivoting, doing webinars or deciding, like I said, deciding if I want to reach out to different types of clients and focus on something else, which I have done a bit in the pandemic. That's really gratifying to me, having more of that independence and freedom. I also really like that like what you were talking about earlier, that a lot of people have said, I don't think I can do that. And it's been really gratifying to talk to, especially other women to say, yes, you can, you can do this. And you, you can start with, you know, no money, no capital and no clients. You can do it. So that's been a really interesting and exciting part of my practice as well. Awesome. And it's super motivational. So I hope those of you that are listening, that are thinking about making a change, you know, heed Terry's words. She's worked hard. She's talented at a lot of things, but she is definitely not the only one who's been successful at this. So thank you, Terry, for sharing that with us. And speaking of pandemics and pivoting and all of that, you're at an interesting point because you're now at the five-year mark and we're about two years into this whole pandemic thing, year and a half, depending on how you count it, which oftentimes when you hit that three and a half year mark, kind of counting backwards is where the firm really starts to scale up and grow. And lo and behold, boom, the pandemic drops on everything. So tell us about how that impacted your firm and your practice and how you responded and pivoted. Sure. You know, one thing about me, I am, I probably overly share and I'm too transparent at times. So I'm not going to lie that I had a couple of freakouts. It's really, it was really scary. I'm sure like a lot of people, how is this going to impact me? This is, this is my sole, you know, source of income. How am I going to move forward? So after a few freakouts, it's okay. What's being impacted by my business right now? Well, certainly courts are closed. Things are changing. You know, a lot of the plaintiff's work wasn't there or isn't going to come to fruition. My workplace investigations, you know, if public employees are closed, I'm not doing that. So I, I took some time to think about how I can pivot, not only my marketing and network, but practice areas. And I really focused on a couple of practice areas that have grown my firm now. And then I really like executive compensation packages and severance packages. There were unfortunately a lot of people who were getting severance notices, you know, getting yeah. those layoffs. So advising them, you know, high level executives a lot, doing that a lot now. And then they come back to me later when they get a new job to look at their offer letters. They refer a lot of their colleagues to me, especially in the tech world, people move around. That's been a really interesting part of my practice and growth. And then also doing the professional licensing. I've dabbled in it for a long time and I really started um, building on that. So that, that was also a thing that I was building off of marketing and networking. I had a an in-person, what was supposed to be, an in-person MCLE scheduled maybe for March and April. And we decided to turn that into a webinar, which was really scary. I'd never done that. And I have since used that MCLE. And um, I think I've used that, you know, the PowerPoint and the MCLE, maybe three or four other times to teach other lawyers about professional licensing, you know, the impact on if they're, it's really criminal defense attorneys talking to them about that and the impact arrests and convictions on their clients' professional licensing. And so that's an area that has really grown for me as well and has been something fun and new. And I've got to reach out to a lot of new 
practitioners, you know, criminal defense attorneys. Once I did that webinar and I realized I can do this. All right. It's not that bad. (laughs) I made a goal to try to do one every month for the rest of the pandemic. And I did one to two, either a webinar or a presentation every single month of the pandemic. So that really paid off for me as well. That's great to hear. And how did that help out doing that one webinar every month? First of all, it got me more comfortable, again, I think in public speaking, um, but it got my name out there. And I, my best referral source are attorneys. And so it got me to large groups of attorneys and, and specialized attorneys in the area that I'm looking for all at once. And people are much more, I found, inclined and able to do you know things by Zoom and webinars. It's easier for them. So it really grew my practice and got my name out there. And so it was a really different type of marketing that I've done. It was fun. I started having a lot of fun doing these presentations. Awesome. Yeah. Not everyone enjoys webinars. So I'm I'm (laughs) glad you found it actually either as a presenter or as a participant. So I'm, I'm glad you were enjoying yourself as a presenter there because it is a powerful tool. It was powerful before the pandemic and it's only become more powerful during it, of course, and then even after it. And so with that in mind, you know, one of the things that you mentioned that you are working on in your firm is getting better clients and getting more of those clients. So, uh, Tell us, if you don't mind being you know, relatable for our listeners, a little bit more about that. Sure. I mean, sometimes it's hard to find the client that you want, you know, not only in personality, are they going to be adversarial with you or difficult, but also price point. You know, am I too high priced for these types of practice areas or for these types of clients? Where's the sweet spot? So that's something that I've really been playing with as well the past, I'd say, year, year and a half, trying to find the clients that I want to help that feel like I'm giving, I'm giving a good service to them. They feel like they're getting a good service from me. I have a feeling that's going to be kind of a lifelong (laughs) project that, you know, again, that's part of the marketing and networking. And I guess what I look at is research in my practice, but I'm always going to have to, you know, look at new areas and, and grow, whether it's, you know, my clientele or marketing, networking, you know, the business development. Yeah. As your practice grows, it will evolve and it will change. And I know that's something we're probably going to talk about a little bit more later on. There's also something to be said for focusing and going deeper. So as you you know research and start to accumulate expertise, focusing on specific niches and pursuing those even deeper rather than going wide, because it's, it's interesting. We only have so many hours in the day, right? So we only, we only have a certain amount of time where we can serve our clients. Even if we add attorneys in the firm, they also have capacity. So there's, there's only so much we can do. And we're trying to find the clients who number one, we can help. And Terry, you can help so many of them. And you're an example of a lot of attorneys I know who are so talented and can help clients in many different practice areas. So clients that they can help clients that they enjoy working with and clients that can afford the fees that they want to charge as the attorney. And your ideal client is really in that sweet spot, which I know is something that everyone's heard maybe before. The other part of that is once you've defined that, okay, now can you realistically connect with those ideal clients that are willing to 
pay your fees that you like working with that have needs that you can help out. Sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't, but the best thing to do is to focus, start there and then see where that takes you. So again, the three criteria are number one, can you help them? Number two, do you like working with them? And number three, what kind of client can afford the fees that you want to charge? Not the fees that you're charging now, but the fees that you want to charge. So attorney entrepreneurs, take that note. It's three lists. And then based on those lists, you can create and construct your ideal client. And that's then where marketing strategy kicks in after that. So Terry, I hope that was helpful. Yes, <laughs> I, I took notes on, a, on that. Thank you. I went off on a <laughs> tangent there. Um, that was great. Uh, and, and it ties into the other piece of this, which is strategic level marketing, which we talk about when we talk about um, aligned marketing. And it's something that I teach my clients about. And uh, Terry, did we do, with, I think we did aligned marketing uh, on the Ladies Who Lunch webinar, right? A few months ago. I think so. We I talked about so. so much that it was so helpful. <laughs> yeah, um, we, did. we did. That was like a three hour talk that I think I condensed down into maybe <laughs> 45 minutes or something. It was, yes, it, it was, was great. And the group was fantastic. But we basically talked about three other considerations for your clients. The first is you want to be working with clients who understand your message, what it is that you stand for. Right. The second one is you want to be working with clients that you can actually find clients that you can reach clients that really appreciate your message and are accessible to you. That's your market. And the third is now you have to figure out the marketing tactics that will allow you to broadcast your message to that market. So that's the three M's of aligned marketing, messaging, market and marketing. And that is the order to do it in, not backwards, which is what a lot of law firms and other businesses do, which is they start with marketing tactics. Should I be doing SEO? Should I be blogging? Should I be networking, et cetera, et cetera. Then they kind of stumble into their market. Then they figure out their messaging at the last. That's marketing backwards. And it's not something we want to do. So oh, great. I'm taking more notes. Thank you. You're, <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Appreciate it. So thanks, Terry. Appreciate you giving us the, the opportunity to get in and share that. And, you know, bouncing back to you and your practice and your evolution, you're continuing to evolve your practice. I mean, Leone Law is just getting started. I know you're five years in, but you've got some big ideas and some and some initiatives that you're pursuing down the road. And so tell us a little bit about your philosophy around growing your practice and evolving your practice. Sure. I think I'm I'm luckily at a point where I can think more strategically about that. You know, in the beginning, I think like a lot of solo practitioners, you sort of take the cases that come to you. You don't get that ideal client. And now I'm at the point where I, I can look at that. I can look at the messaging and the marketing. So I am trying to come up with more strategic ideas for marketing. But first, I am going back to the messaging where, you know, you said something earlier about, do you want to be sort of create a wider audience or reach a wider audience or focus more. I am deciding what practice areas I want to move forward in on the future, what really excites me and how I can help my clients the most. So that's something that I'm looking at. I think we're moving more toward focusing and then from there moving on toward the marketing, you know, getting a new logo, getting, you know, updating the website so I can incorporate that messaging, the practice areas. 
I am looking, actually, I guess this is a good thing to grow the firm. So I'm looking to hire, hint, hint, anyone out there. So that's the exciting part of it. And I think, you know, my initial thought was, oh, if I'm growing the firm and I'm hiring people, I want to reach a wider audience. And like you said, I've, I found that that isn't necessarily the case. So that's what I'm looking at to determine you know, what's, what's best moving forward, not only in practice areas, but all that, that business development. Yeah. And congratulations on your growth. It's so exciting that you're looking to hire somebody. That's awesome. And those are the right questions to be asking yourself. So I'm glad you're doing that. And those answers are going to lead you to the next step in marketing. I am so happy to hear that you are trying to answer those questions first before you invest in big marketing expenses like a new website. Uh, So often I see it the other way where, you know, an attorney has just invested, you know, $10,000 $10,000 in a new, in a new website. And then they, you know, turn around and say, Oh, oops, that's not actually what I wanted it to say because I've answered these questions now and I have a whole different slant right. and they end up having to redo it. So it's a smart move to figure that out first and then make the website changes second. And as you mentioned, you know, just like your website, your firm is never done. It's always growing and evolving. And that's part of the fun of owning your own firm, isn't it? It is. And sometimes part of the stress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Like you yeah. said, you know, I, I try to use, I think sometimes we deem things failures, but I try to look at them as research or figuring things out. I did hire someone to create a new logo, to create a new website. And we started on that. And I realized I was having trouble figuring out what practice areas I wanted to put in there and what I wanted to say. So I actually said, you know what, we need to take a step back. Let's create sort of a new face page, something a little bit more generic. And I want to kind of refocus and figure out what I want to do. Because like you said, it's not going to, it's not going to help me if I create this expensive website and all this marketing and then a month down the line decide "Hmm, that's not working for me anymore. So I, I, um, you know, you keep, we don't always take the correct first step, but we can figure it out. Absolutely. And, you know, even if you make a mistake, that's fine. The all, you know, not all, most mistakes are correctable. <laughs> right. Well, that's why um, we have malpractice insurance, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I'm glad you brought up that point about mistakes. And it's something I've been trying to do over the last probably the last 12 months or so, just me personally, I've been trying to take the word mistakes out of my vocabulary because as I looked back on not only how I've grown and developed as a person and as a business person and as a coach over the years and how my clients have developed as attorneys and law firm owners over the years, they weren't really mistakes. When you take the long view, we may not have gotten the right outcome, but we learned. And so instead of mistakes, I like to think of it as learning and you either win or you learn. And if you learn great, because that means you just continue to play the game until you win. So I love that approach, Terry. Thank you for sharing that with us. And since we're talking about the future and evolving your firm, what really excites you about the future of Leone Law? I am really excited to figure out, you know, how I'm going to grow the firm. We are getting too big. There's more than I can handle. Like I said, we have at times statewide cases. I've gone from Eureka down to San Diego. So I'm excited to grow the firm, not only with clientele, but with new attorneys and looking forward to, you know, mentoring people, working with people and 
focusing my firm, whether it's the same practice areas and knowing that's what I want to do or paring them down a bit and moving forward, I look at that as part of the growth. So, you know, coming into this fifth year, I'm really excited for the next step. You know, when you first start, it's sort of like I called it the hamster wheel. I have been lucky enough to get off of that and now move forward in a different, more strategic way. Yeah, there's that that treadmill effect, right? The treadmill just keeps moving and you, you yeah. find yourself <laughs> running to keep up with it. And you don't want to stumble because then, you know, you fall flat on your face and that's never a good look for me. So, <laughs> but I, I agree with you. It's I've had the chance to learn from mistakes and really now figure out, okay, now I know a little bit more of what I want to do. So I like, I like what you're saying. It's learning. I look at it as research, but I I 100% agree with you. And part of that in my philosophy is being a bit fearless. You have to try things out to see if they work. And you are well-branded as a labor law lioness. So of course you're fearless. (laughs) And, And Terry, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? They can go to my website. There's an intake process. If they are interested in contacting me, for instance, a potential client, fill out a really simple, easy intake form that comes to me. I take a look at it. We schedule a call or shoot me an email. That's often the quickest way at T Leone, L-E-O-N-I at leonilawfirm.com. Terry, thank you so much for sharing your story with us on Lawyer Business Advantage and being so candid. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. This was fun. I'm really happy now that I get to be on your podcast, not just a loyal listener. Not just a loyal listener, no, but a uh, featured episode (laughs) and uh, very excited for how this is going to turn out. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.